Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And this is our QB2 Fantasy Preview episode. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. What it do, Sean? What's up? Uh, it was you wearing the Colts hat, hat last pod. Now yep. it's me. Does that mean that you think Anthony Richardson should be a QB1? I think he. I think. I think he should. I think he should, if he if he can start. Should I be taking it as a sign? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to rock the Peyton. I have a few quarterbacks. Oh, okay. so a... I was like, all right, I'll get the Peyton. <laughs> I haven't rocked it, but no, definitely. Uh, okay. Definitely uh, pro Anthony Richardson. So. Uh, well, I, I'm promoting him here. I was just curious if there was an underlying meeting for that. <laughs> Not as much as you. I mean, I know you just like, you always pick the guy who's like. There's always an underlying yeah. meeting. I just try to you know see what I haven't worn in a while and. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> throw it into the rotation but uh yeah we're, we're gonna talk all of the quarterbacks outside the top 12 here uh, we'll start with the 13 to 24 range uh which is daniel jones geno smith jared goff richardson aaron Rodgers, russ wilson Derek carr stafford tyler murray pickett love and bryce young at 24 uh so sean we'll go through each of these guys kind of one by one but just curious you know I know you like Richardson, but who who kind of stands out the most for you in, in this range? Is it, is it Richardson or is it somebody else? Um, well, it's it's definitely Richardson, but the guy I think I should talk about um, is probably Geno Smith because I was mentioning him last pod how I have him as my QB eleven um, right now. His ADP is QB fourteen. Um, you know, he he definitely fits in my strategy for one QB league. So does Richardson as well. But Geno Smith, where he's going. Um, sort of allows you to, you know, take a flyer on him. And if he pans out again this year, great. If not, it's not going to kill you. So just when it, we take a step back and look at Geno Smith, like obviously he was one of the biggest surprises last year, uh, had a career year at age 32. I mean, he was almost doing nothing for like six, seven seasons and finishes a QB five. Uh, but if you look at all the underlying metrics, I mean, he was solid. It wasn't that fluky. He, he was eighth in success rate, sixth in QBR. Um, you know, he had the 
fifth highest catchable ball rate on passes 20 plus yards downfield actually first and on target rate so he was just really accurate he has a really good receiving core and dk metcalf and tyler lockett but they also added you know the first wide receiver draft in this year's class jackson smith najigba so um you know the seahawks are going all in on him and rightfully so you know they gave him a three-year deal uh they didn't draft a rookie qb to test him or anything so i, I think the seahawks believe in him so that helps me believe in him a little bit more um but like i said i, I think he should be kind of the top streaming option to begin the season because he starts against the Rams, Lions, Panthers, and Giants. Mm -hmm. You know, all four teams finish outside the top 20 in DVOA against a pass last year. So if he does struggle <laughs> over the first four games, I think he's a guy that, you know, will cut bait on. Um, and then you just stream somebody else. But, you know, he, he could continue last year's success. He has all the talent around him to do that. So I think just when it comes to, um, you know, selecting a QB outside of the top 12, I think he makes the most sense because of all those reasons. Yeah. And another thing with him I like is he was eighth in rushing yards among quarterbacks yeah. last year. So yeah. about 21 and a half per game. And, you know, we talk about how important that is and, you know, he's not giving you a, a, a ton, but he's giving you more than, more than most quarterbacks. So yeah, yeah like Gino and, and I like what you said about kind of looking at that early season schedule. Cause I think, especially when you get into these, uh, this range in one quarterback leagues, like you should be looking at that because yeah. it, you know, that could, there's a, the, the median projection, the whole year projection doesn't matter as much when these guys are kind of replaceable and you're going to be dropping them and adding them and, and, and whatnot. So I think the fact that, yeah, he starts, he starts with a, a great schedule uh, is definitely a positive uh, for Gino uh, who is right now the QB 14 uh, by ADP. Uh, I like, I like Jared Goff. I like Gino as well. I like Jared Goff as well. I think, um, you know, Goff is, he's a QB 15. I have him a couple of spots higher. I love what uh, Detroit is doing with their offense. You know, even with Jamison Williams being out, you know, I think they have mm. depth at receiver, you know, they, 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 they got, uh, Marvin Jones, Reynolds, Mims, like one of those guys should be fine. Um, to, 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 yeah. to, you know, or one or two of those guys should be fine on the outside. You got a, a, a pass catching tight end in Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, going to be one of the most explosive, um, you know, running back pass catchers in the league. I'm on Ross St. Brown, one of the best receivers in the league, good offensive line. Uh, another team with, you know, the schedule should be pretty good. I mean, they start with Kansas city. That's always, you know, that's always a nice, uh, nice shootout. Bruin. Yep. So uh yeah, and, and Goff was another one. Just look at all the QB metrics, and he was, you know, top five, top seven almost across the board in all the efficiency metrics. And this is not the first time we've seen Goff kind of put up seasons like this. You know, he's had very efficient seasons with the Rams. Um, and Sean McVay just kind of fell out of favor uh, a little bit. But yeah, his schedule is Kansas City, Seattle, Atlanta. So uh kind of similar, similar boat to Gino here, where you, you yeah. like that. Uh, I always talk about Goff in the cold weather. That's where he probably struggles the most. He's only got one true cold weather game at Chicago week 14. A bunch of his road games are indoors, Minnesota and New Orleans, Dallas. Um, and yeah, top number four in net yards and attempt last year, fourth in adjusted net yards and attempt, five in QBR, five in adjusted yards and attempt, seventh in raw yards and attempt, seventh in passer rating, second in interception rate, second in sack rate, just overall highly efficient and the offense should be better this year. So uh don't love pocket passers but if i have to take one here jared goff uh is it for me right right along with uh gino 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all their offseason acquisitions and draft capital. I, I did love the move to bring in Denzel Mims. I mean, why not? Uh, I, I think he's always been sneaky. Uh, just wasn't a good fit on the Jets. So I, I think he could pop and be that guy that steps up with Jamison Williams out. If not, they should be fine. But I think the key with Jared Goff, and I've been saying it all offseason, is just the fact that offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is staying. I mean, he really established himself as one of the best coordinators in the league. And I, I bet he ends up getting a head coaching job next year. I would not be shocked. Uh, so the fact that he's sticking around for one more season, season just really gives Goff that continuity to love him. And I think he can build off last year's numbers because, you know, he threw for 29 passing touchdowns last year, which was the second most of his career. But when you consider the Lions scored 52 touchdowns, if, if he threw an average of 60% of the team's total touchdowns, he would have had 30 plus. So I think we should see some positive touchdown regression with no Jamal Williams there. And just, you know, positive regressions do uh, for this offense in, in terms of passing touchdowns anyway. So I, I just love Goss floor ceiling combo heading into his second season with the Lions. Yeah, uh, I think he's uh, he's definitely one of those guys that like if it, if they, if it's going to be a pocket passer that's going to sneak into like the top 10, it's yeah. probably but he's, he's one of the guys at the top of the list. Uh, QB, so let's go down. Let's go down the list now. Uh, talk about some of the the rest of these guys. Obviously, there's certain guys we, we also like and certain guys we don't like as much. Uh, let's start with Daniel Jones. He's QB 13 by ADP. Um, I mean, my question to you is, like, how is this giant offense going to work? Are they going to split out the like the offensive tackles so that they can they can they, <laughs> yeah. so that they can put like five slot receivers uh, on right. the field and and you know kind of get get the like like because like all they got is slot receivers right. and, and a tight end. Yeah, I know. I as soon as um I got word that they uh brought in Cole Beasley, I had to let you know. Like uh, now they have 103 slot receivers. Yeah. I, I think they're not done. I I keep predicting they're going to trade for Hunter Renfro. I mean, at this point, <laughs> why not? So oh. I don't. I I mean, hey, this is good for Daniel Jones because part of his problem has been just every year he starts off with a decent pass catching group and then everybody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having the depth will obviously help Daniel Jones. I think Waller is a huge upgrade. Um, so there's a lot of things to like about Daniel Jones. I mean, he he's coming off his best season last year where he's QB nine. I think Brian Dable had a huge part in that. You know, yep. he's a really good coach can maximize a player like Daniel Jones value. Um, you know, they brought in Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt. I, I did like those moves, but I think that, you know, QB 13 is a bit rich. Uh, that, that's kind of where I haven't projected, but he is going to be pretty inconsistent for a guy being drafted in this range. Uh, plus he sits atop a pretty big tier right here where you can wait and get, you know, similar quarterbacks later, like a Jared Goff. Um, so I think the time to get him was last year. I was looking at our notes last year. We were both raving about mm-hmm. Daniel Jones and Jared Goff outside of the top 25. Now you yeah. have to spend top 15 draft capital. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's about right. But I, I think this is closer to his ceiling. Like, I don't know if he has top five upside, no matter who's, you know, in the offense with Darren Waller and Paris Campbell. So I think, QB 13 uh, is a bit rich for me. I'd rather just wait. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, I do like the rushing upside, but I still don't think like, you know, Waller obviously helps, but I don't th- think there's like a difference making uh, receiving group in here. Um, and then you look at the schedule, they have a couple of uh, easy games at Arizona in week two and uh, at Vegas in week nine, but in, in between and Seattle in week four, but like they also got Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, Buffalo, Washington jets. 
Dallas again, Washington again, the Patriots before the bye. So it's like they have like a couple of good matchups, but like for every good one, they have like three tough ones. So the schedule's not really doing him any favors. He's going to have to get a lot better in terms of the the passing efficiency. Um, so yeah, I think last year was definitely the year to invest. Yep. This year, you know, if if I need him for a spot start, I think you know, like in one. QB league. I'm just kind of hoping that, you know, he has a bad week one and maybe week two against Arizona, he could pick him up or something like that. But uh, not a guy I'm going out of my way to draft uh, in the same way I was last year. Cause I, I just think the schedule, when you look at the schedule, I don't see him overcoming that uh, to be consistent, which yeah. is kind of what, what we want if we're investing here. So yeah, not, not loving Daniel Jones, but you know, the, the, the rushing upside still, prefer him over some some of the other guys but he's going at his like you know at, at a premium at QB yep. 13 so you can't really um th- there's really no value to be had with daniel jones uh gino is a qb 14 golf was a qb 15 anthony richardson uh that's 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 your guy you're rocking the colts yeah. hat uh talk to me <laughs> talk to me about richardson just I, ever since he landed on the colts i've been all about drafting him um in this range just it was such a great landing sp- spot for Richardson and for a few reasons. I mean, the first is he's going to be playing for uh, head coach uh, Shane Steichen, who recently helped, um, you know, engineer the the Eagles prolific offense under Nick Sirianni and helped Jalen Hurts, helped develop Jalen Hurts. So I think that's going to be massive that he has probably the right quarterback um, to kind of get him up to speed with the NFL because, you know, Richardson's an athletic freak. I mean, he has massive, massive rushing upside. Uh, but he probably does need a year or two to develop as a passer. Um, so his his rushing upside will allow him to produce from day one in real life and fantasy. Um, so I think he has Jalen Hurts, Cam Newton type of top 10 upside as a rookie uh, as a result. Um, and, and another huge reason why I think Indy was such a great landing spot is, um, you know, he was favored to go to either Seattle or Tennessee where he would have had a much tougher time uh, getting any playing time year one. Uh, you know, leapfrogging Geno Smith and Ryan Tannehill is much tougher than Gardner Minshew. So I think even if he doesn't start week one, he should be starting by like week four or five. Um, so at this ADP, you know, he's going far enough in one QB leagues where you could just stash him. Um, you know, if if you happen to like punt the position, maybe start streaming uh, week one, uh, you could take Richardson and stash him. Um, and I think by week three or four, when he's starting, he could be a top 10 type of quarterback with top five upside. So I just think he's the kind of guy in this range. Um, I definitely want to take a flyer on in one QB leagues. If for whatever reason, you know, I, I don't get a top eight quarterback. I, you know, take Travis Kelsey early. I just hit other positions early. He's a nice fallback plan. Um, even if you do end up with like a, a Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that, I think you do want to stash a guy like Richardson just because he has so much upside. Yeah, absolutely. It's really that he has that arm strength and he has that, that scrambling, you know, he, they're going to call design runs for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think the upside is probably uh, a guy like Jalen Hurts his rookie year. I think he had, what, like three, four, five starts that year and, and was one of the top quarterbacks. And his downside is probably like Justin Fields year one where it never kind of got off the ground. I think, um, right. you know, he had a couple of good games down the stretch, but, you know, that is the downside. But I think it's uh, an appropriate risk to take at, you know, QB 15, QB 16 because – you know, as we're kind of mentioning, the market's just a lot sharper this year. I mean, Daniel yeah. Jones is already going at QB 13 <laughs> and, you know, Goff and all these guys. Like, there's really not as much value uh, to be had the later you go in the draft. 
Um, so that, that makes a guy who can potentially put up, you know, numbers similar to, to the guys we're taking in the top five, top six, um, you know, it makes them more valuable. So, yeah, I, I, I think Richardson, you know, it, the, the, the medium projection just comes down to how many games you're actually projecting yeah. him to start um, right now. I mean, yeah, I think you would you say Minshew's the favorite to start week one? Ooh, I don't know. I, I would say it's probably 50-50 at this point. I, this is one of those things that starting now, we, we might get a lot cl- lot more clarity on this sooner than later. But um, I would not be shocked if Minshew starts the first two games mm-hmm. um, and then Richardson plays the rest of the way. So as of now, you know, I'm projecting Richardson for um, 13.8 games. Um, so that, that gets me him to like QB 14. But if he's announced... As the QB1 starter, I mean, he's going to jump up to probably QB12, somewhere like that for me. Um, so this is one of those things where his ADP could fluctuate greatly the next couple weeks. But I think either way, he's starting by week five. What do you have as a completion percentage? Just because I know that's oh, been a big, big uh, talk, you know, um, kind of talking. Yeah, I have, I have it around 60%. Uh, it depends what kind of completions they want him or attempts they want him throwing. But I think 60% is about right. Uh, to be clear, like when he is the starting quarterback, I think it's going to be a pretty big downgrade to the pass catcher. So I think early in the season, if Minshew is starting, um, you know, I think guys like Michael Pittman, uh, Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce uh, will offer a lot more value than once Richardson uh, is under center. Not because, not just because he's going to be less accurate, but he's going to scramble a lot more. Uh, but that he, his presence obviously has a big impact on the pass catchers as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm around 58, 58. 58 that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, yeah, again, I'm not ex- like, I actually feel like passing wise, it probably will look more like Justin Fields here one, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, th- just that rushing upside, but so I'm hoping, I'm hoping he kind of stays in this range. Cause yeah, if he goes to like QB 12, I mean, that's, it's right on, it's still, you know, worthwhile for the upside, but it's getting more like the value is getting kind of taken out of it again with the, that would be the market getting right. Pretty it, sharp, and I think so. if he does get to QB 12, it'll be because they literally announced that he's the week one starter Yeah, and then his ADP will go up there. Um, and at that point, you know, I, I might back off. I think now is kind of he's not as big of a value as Alexander Madison was when he was like RB 35 when we knew Allen yeah. was probably getting cut. But it's similar where you're just getting ahead of the, the curve a bit and getting him at 16 right now, I think, is offering value. Um, you know, I'd rather have him over a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So um, you, I think right now is the time to get him. And then once, yeah, once he's announced as the week one starter and he's a QB 12, that might be time to back off a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of Rodgers, he is the uh, QB 17. And uh, yeah, I know we're both kind of low on him. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know how much to to peg of last year. You know, last year was one of his, like in many ways, his worst season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, just, I don't know, like, you know, there's obviously part of it's the age. Part of it was he was hurt. Part of it was he had no Devontae Adams. But this year yeah. he's going to have a really good defense. So uh, even if a lot of it was, 
to do just with the injury, which I don't think, I do think, you know, at, yeah, at this age, there's going to be some natural fall off, but I don't know that he's going to have to, you know, have one of these high volume seasons. Uh, so I, I'm just having trouble kind of getting him to the numbers necessary to get in that top 15. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, same. Um, you know, he, his ADP has dropped quite a bit. I feel like it started off at like QB 12 yeah. and now it's dropped because everyone's excited. You know, it's, it's, exciting seeing you know future hall of fame quarterback change teams so late in their career i mean we've seen you know peyton manning tom brady matthew stafford end up having like career years after that uh but we've also seen it backfire last year with like matt ryan and russell wilson i think aaron Rodgers will be between all those guys right in the middle like i think he's going to maintain the aaron Rodgers we know um i think you mentioned all the factors last year i think one of the big ones was obviously not having a guy like Devonte adams so um, having a guy like Garrett Wilson, I think will elevate Rogers, uh, you know, in this offense, but like you said, like it's more of a lateral move and the defense is a lot better. You know, the, he's not going to have to be in many shootouts. The offensive line, uh, isn't as good as green Bay's. So I, I don't see this as being a huge positive move for Rogers, but it is a positive move for the jets who just had an absolutely awful quarterback situation last year. So I am investing in a guy like Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard, guys like that. But Aaron Rodgers himself, um, again, I rather have a guy like Anthony Richardson that has massive upside. I think Jared Goff has a higher floor ceiling combo than Rodgers, so I'm just not getting Rodgers uh, in this range. Yeah, and he had, he had no top five finishes last year, um, and I could like something like that. I could see that happening again, just with as good as his defense is. Um, you know, maybe Garrett Wilson will, will take. But remember, I mean, Christian Watson was balling out at times. You know, just turning. Yeah little short passes into touchdowns and he still didn't get a, a top five finish. So um, also this, this, the early schedule for Rodgers is not great either. You know, uh, it plays Buffalo, Dallas, the Patriots, uh, the Broncos and the Eagles it, it, all in the first, you know, first seven, seven or so seven, eight yeah. games of the year. So um, don't, don't love the schedule. Don't really just another one of these situations where I just not not a lot for me that's saying like you know draft this guy he has a ton of upside it's just kind of a middling guy who should have a decent decent floor uh, assuming he doesn't get injured but um not, I don't think he's gonna win you a league is what I'm saying uh all right the next quarterback is Russell Wilson to be 18 uh, I'm pretty cautiously optimistic about Russ what do you what do you think about Russ this year yeah, same. I mean, obviously, <laughs> last season was an absolute disaster, um, but he still finished as a QB 16. And we get we could chalk it up to coaching and say that, hey, you know, Sean Payton's going to help him bounce back this year, which I, I can fully get behind. He still has a ton of weapons and, you know, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I love Greg Dulcich, obviously. Um, and he gets Tim Patrick back, who's mm -hmm. always overperformed. I, I think he's a quality number three receiver. So I think QB 18 sounds about right. And yeah, if you want to gamble on him, it's, it's probably worth it. Cause he does have that top 12, top 10 upside. Um, I probably wouldn't take him over Jared Goff or Anthony Richardson, but I, I think I would take him over. I mean, Aaron Rodgers probably mm -hmm. uh, definitely over Derek Carr and Jordan love. So in this range, I think that, yeah, I have been in spots where I do take Russell Wilson um, because I think he can't get worse than last year, and he still ended up pretty good at the end of the season. So uh, I, I do believe in Sean Payton turning things around. So I think Wilson's definitely work, worth a flyer in this range. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think just because he still has more rushing upside than the usual quarterback, because yeah. we have seen him put up, you know, very productive fantasy seasons in years past. And because he did you know, part of him, you know, finishing his QB, what was it, 16 last year, was those last couple of games with uh when Hackett was out of the picture, you know, he put up 30 fantasy points in back-to-back games to uh no wait, no, wait, what is it? No, 20, 20, sorry, 28 plus fantasy points in back-to-back games to close out the season. Uh, he had a 30-point game and then a, a 29, like a, a set. Well, yeah. yeah, he really did. In the last four weeks, he really kind of did have, um, you know, four, three of his four games were 28 or more fantasy points. So uh, he, he closed out a lot stronger once Hackett was out of the, uh, out of the pitcher. And I think that it, you know, bodes well without even considering pay because Hackett's probably just a negative no matter what, like, <laughs> So then comparing yeah. him to Peyton, um, you know, I, you know, now the one thing you do worry about is will there be any kind of shenanigans, you know, like remember Peyton's old offense, they would throw like a Taysom Hill in there. Like, is there anything, is that anything mm. like that going to happen? But I don't think they have that same kind of player. I mean, they have Kendall Hinton, but I don't think, he, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to, well, yeah. Yeah. But, I think Greg Dulcich has a pretty good arm, but I don't think you're going <laughs> to go that route. Hopefully. Nah, I mean, yeah. That, that'll be like, there's always little things like that you have to consider, but overall, I think the outlook and, this just everything around him it, it just bodes a lot better for him yeah. this year and yeah he's i think he is he is kind of sneaky here now he, he does have a good defense so that's that's one of the things but you're playing in that division where the offenses are you know chargers you got the chiefs so maybe it'll kind of even out but um overall yeah i have him as my qb 15 so i'm a little bit a little nice. bit higher on him um i just you know once you get in this range it's yeah, yeah, I'll still take that little bit of rushing upside too, and 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 he does throw the ball down the field. So, uh, yeah, cautiously optimistic about Russ this year. Uh, Derek Carr, QB nineteen. I'm not loving him. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, that that's how I would describe it. You know, I could get behind somebody taking Aaron Rodgers at QB seventeen. I really could, or you know, Russell Wilson at QB eighteen, obviously. But Derek Carr at QB 19 just seems ridiculous to me. Uh, I mean, he was the QB 19 in points per game last year, but he doesn't, he doesn't really carry a high weekly ceiling. Um, so again, it's, it's just a result of a guy that's probably going to play all 17 games. That's, mm-hmm. that's where the value comes from. Um, and I love, love Chris Olave, but you know, he does get a downgrade in pass catching talent going to the saints compared to the Raiders. Um, you know, he, he definitely needs Michael Thomas to stay healthy. Um, but once they get to the red zone, he's still, you know, we were talking about Taysom Hill shenanigans. Derek Carr has to deal with those when they get mm-hmm. in the red zone. So, you know, Taysom Hill is going to steal some snaps under center once they get to the red zone. So I think he he might have a lower floor than other type of pocket passers just because of that. So, um, you know, he, he could still end up finishing as a top 20 quarterback, again, just due to volume by playing all 17 games. But it's not going to feel like that. He's not going to provides your fancy team with a, a ton of value. So I think that um, definitely off of him in one quarterback leagues, there's no reason we should be taking him. But even in two QB super flex formats where he's the type of guy that I, I like getting, like he just doesn't do it for me. He just, um, you know, he, he's an average quarterback that's going to have to deal with, um, you know, a backup kind of quarterback tight end like Taysom Hill. And then he has a pretty good backup in Jameis Winston. So I know they paid Derek Carr a lot of money, but we've talked about, I mean, he doesn't have a complete lock on the job. So he just has a lot more paths to a a floor than we're used to seeing with them that 
I'm definitely off of him as QB 19. He would have to fall outside of the top like 22 or 23 uh, for me to consider him. Yeah, that's where I have him at 22. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's probably even because of volume too, because a lot of quarterbacks yeah. in this range, uh, you're just not sure exactly how much they're going to start. But I, I totally agree. And on top of that, he's just never really been all that successful, you know, switching switching offenses and going. I know mm-hmm. Gruden's kind of being a a mentor. They're con- he's consulting with the team or whatever. But overall, Derek Carr's all the times he's it's happened four times where he's been in year one of a new offense. Those have been his worst seasons efficiency wise mm-hmm. in the NFL. So that's also something to kind of uh, keep in the back of your head as well. In addition to like you said, just Taysom Hill potentially taking some snaps from him in the red zone. So yeah. Derek Carr, yeah, there's there's, a, there's probably a floor there, but there's the ceiling. I, I don't see it yeah. for, for Carr at all. Uh, Stafford is 20, uh, and I would take him over Derek Carr. I mean, yeah. I just think the defense is going to be pretty bad here it, uh, for L.A. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely take him uh, over Derek Carr. And, you know, he dealt with, you know, a ton of injuries last year that shut him down. But none are really expected to – have an impact on his 2023 campaign. So I think we could just consider him fully healthy. You know, he's been a grinder in the past. I mean, he's played through some pretty severe injuries. So um, I don't think we need to consider it as some injury risk. So I think he's going to bounce back and have a good season. And like you said, um, you know, the defense is going to take a big step back. They're probably going to be throwing it a lot more. Um, Cooper Cup's going to be fully healthy. So there's a lot of reasons to like Stafford in this range. Like uh, again, he probably doesn't have top 10 upside, but certainly, you know, he's going to provide you um, with some high scoring weeks. And he's obviously just a two QB super flex type of play, but definitely like having him over, you know, Derek Carr, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett type. So I, I think that if you can get him in this range, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah. He, and, you know, I think Cooper cup, obviously that's, that's a big one because cup missing, yeah. missing time that kind of distorts the, the perception of the whole offense, but if he's yeah. back. Uh, that does raise Stafford ceiling a little bit, not probably not to the level where, you know, they had Odo Beckham and, and whatnot, but right. uh, yeah, I, I think if you're going to take a pocket passer in here, might as well take the shot at a guy whose defense could be bad and who we've seen put up numbers, big numbers in the past. Uh, then 21 is Kyler Murray. And with him, I guess it comes down to like, how much do we think he's going to play? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, 21, you know, it, it could still, he could still fall short of that ADP if he doesn't play in enough games. So what do you, what do you, where do you have Kyler uh, for this year? Yeah. So it's not looking good. You know, I think he could easily miss, you know, the first six games or so. Um, so, and plus once he does return, we just have to remember he's coming back um, from surgery on his ACL and his meniscus. So even when he does come back, he's not going to have probably the same rushing upside that we're used to seeing. Um, so that's that's going to hurt even once he does return. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, it, it's going to be some combo of Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon starting. So they, they could be 0-6 by the time he's healthy enough to return. And at that point, you know, why force it? Um, the Cardinals are clearly, um, you know, positioned to tank this year and have the number one overall pick next year. We'll see what happens if they, if they land in that spot, but it it just wouldn't make sense to rush Kyler back at that point. If he, even if he does, I I don't know if he's going to be the QB one that, that we think of him because he won't have that same rushing upside. So uh, I'm passing on him. There there are some spots, you know, if if you're in a league with an IR slot, you know, you draft them late and you just stash them on the IR. Sure. I can get behind that, but um, you know, QB 21 is, 
uh, a bit rich when it comes to like best ball, especially or uh, two QB super flex league. So he's a guy I'm a bit, bit lower on, you know, I have QB 25 because of the games missed um, and because of just the potentially limited upside once he is back and healthy. Yeah. And you know, no Deandre Hopkins this year. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, his numbers with and without Hopkins are pretty, pretty stark. He's averaging about a, a yard per attempt less without Hopkins around six and a half. And that, you know, he was very inefficient last year and something like that, you know, given that he's has, he has an injury given that they're, you know, their top receivers are pretty small and then uh, they have no DeAndre Hopkins and, yeah. you know, Ertz, who knows when he'll be back. Um, like it could, it, it, it's going to be a struggle, I think, throwing the ball. So if he can't use his legs like he normally does, he could just be like an inefficient, bad quarterback. Like even when he's starting uh, for this year, because you know, it's just, it just really, uh, it's it, the passing is not going to throwing the ball is not going to be easy for the Cardinals this year. I, I don't think I, it right. just, just doesn't nothing kind of, unless, you know, Michael Wilson is just a, a beast or something like, you know, somebody has to really break out unforeseen for them yeah. to, I think, have even an average pass game. So yeah, I'm, um, I, the only way I draft Murray, he would have to be my QB three. So, you know, in maybe if it's like a 10 team league and you need to get 21. Okay. But you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I think there are better ways you could spend the pick if you need a uh, for sure, you know, QB two yeah. uh, in this range. Kenny Pickett is QB 22. And, you know, I, last year, just to touch the, the passing touchdowns were not there for him. Uh, you know, do you see that kind of regressing this year and, and him holding on to the job and, and taking a step forward? Or are you kind of, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking for, for Kenny entering year two? I mean, the passing anything just weren't there last <laughs> yeah, year. He, right. he is so tough to project for me. Uh, I definitely want to hear where you have yeah. him because I, he's the guy I'm struggling the most. He and Jordan Love probably the most in this range. Just, you know, for having so many weapons in the passing game, it, it was shocking how, how bad he was as a passer last year. I mean, he threw for less than 200 yards in six of his 10 full games, never threw for multiple touchdowns in a game. Um, now he does have some decent rushing upside and he tapped into that last year, but it's, it's certainly not enough to, to make up for the lack of passing stats we saw last year. Um, you know, he was the only quarterback taken in the first round last year, but it was a very weak class. So I don't think by any stretch, he's some like Trevor Lawrence type of pros prospect that we have to bank on mm -hmm. breaking out in year two. So it's, it's very tough to project. Um, I also don't like the fact that they stuck with Matt Canada. I think, he really, um, you know, prevents this this offense from really hitting its ceiling because, like I said, there there's a ton of talent here, but you know, he he does tend to hold them back a bit. So, you know, he could make a big year two leap and provide value here. I, I I'm just not buying into it yet. Uh, I think the way to kind of invest in his potential year two breakout is just buy low on guys like uh, Deontay Johnson specifically and George Pickens. Like, I think you're getting them cheap enough where if he does break out great. They're, they're going to have massive value at those spots. And if he doesn't, they should still be fine. So I think I'm not really investing in Pickett specifically, but I think those two receivers are cheap enough though. Uh, if you do think he is going to break out, like they're, they're providing some value, but his projection specifically, I mean, you alluded to keeping the job. There's a chance he loses that. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, he, he's really tough to project. I have him a little bit lower. He's my QB uh, 23, but again, he has so much talent around him. It's, it's hard to see him continuing to struggle this bad but uh i i didn't see any encouraging signs last year how about you 
No, and I mean, I, 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 like watching him play, like the eye test, he looks solid. But I think it's part, part of it is that Matt Canada offense. And Matt Canada came out and said, like, it's not me. It's the, it's the organization. Like I, he's like, I want to open <laughs> things up and they, we, they want to oh. play a certain way. So he kind of threw everyone else under the bus, um, which is kind of telling, but uh, it, it kind of makes sense because we, you know, we're like, why are they bringing him back? It's because he's willing to do this run this kind of offense in the first place so yeah I, I i don't it's it's he's a really tough projection i have him qb 22 um mm-hmm. but like a lot of that could change with the games played projection like i'm for 15 but i know they signed trubisky to a pretty lucrative you know backup backup deal so he could always step in um and then you know yeah the fact that he's not like a, a top five lottery pick you know, the, the Asian curve, it's not necessarily going to be like, you're not necessarily making as big of a jump from year one to year two, as you are for, for some of those guys. So, um, you know, something we just have to kind of pay attention, see how, see how it's going in the off season. But overall, yeah, I don't expect the Steelers to really be one of those teams that um, is super pass friendly just because they don't, they don't want to be like, they that's yeah. the end of the story is they don't really just want to be one of those teams. So I think you're always going to be dealing with a cap ceiling, uh, for a guy like uh, Kenny Pickett. The QB 23 is Jordan Love and, you know, first year starting for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, what are you, what are your, what's your outlook for him? I mean, another kind of interesting projection because he's, he's had time in this league, just hasn't, hasn't played much, uh, but he's also not a first round talent either. So what, what are you looking at for him uh, in yeah, his but- year? Yeah, the thing with Love is, you know, we haven't seen him um, play much. So he is kind of an unknown heading into year three. Um, But he does have a ton of experience, you know, backing up Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of how Aaron Rodgers started. Um, So he could be a lot more seasoned and polished than we think. Um, You know, he has played extensively in preseason the past couple years. And I I did like what I saw. Um, You know, he's pretty decisive. He knows how to lead receivers throws with anticipation he does have you know rushing upside he has all the things i think we want um in a fancy quarterback uh so i'll be watching him closely this preseason um so i I think that getting him this late um is certainly worth a flyer to here or there but um i am worried about just his inexperienced wide receiver and tight end group that's Mm -hmm. that's really my struggle right now is you know christian watson he seems like a stud (laughs) i mean he took that one pass from Jordan Love, six yards of the house um, in prime time. So I think that like a guy like Chris Watson can help Jordan Love, but he's going to be relying on Romeo Dobbs. I know we love Dobbs, but he's still pretty inexperienced. Jaden Reed um, isn't quite polished uh, at receiver yet, and he's probably going to be thrusted in the slot role right away. Uh, and they have Luke Musgrave as a rookie tight end. They have a couple uh, rookie tight ends. So it's just the, the inexperience surrounding him makes it really tough to think he's going to just tear it up this year. But, you know, I think he does have um, talent and he does have that rushing upside where he's not worth completely fading here, but uh, I think QB 23 sounds about right. Yeah. And he should play like, th- it, there's no reason to bench him. You, you do no. want to, so, you know, leagues where you need like a, a guaranteed starter in that second yeah. quarterback slot or best ball. Um, I bump him up a couple of spots. Cause I think, you know, even a guy like Pickett, like you don't, you're not sure exactly how many games is going to start um guys outside this range you really you really don't know but um yeah I, I do think that this is like almost unprecedented in terms of the inexperience when, when you go on you know love have only thrown you know thrown a few not not many passes in the 
in, in the league. And then, you know, all like the second, two second year starting wide receivers, probably going to have a rookie starting tight end. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, there's, uh, there's going to be some miscommunications. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a he's a good bet to lead the league in interceptions that that's actually Ooh, that, that now we're talking i love yeah. it because i was he has no competition like yep. sean clifford fifth round quarterback awful danny etling uh, awful <laughs> uh they're all bad so yeah he's going to play all 17 yes. games yes there's going to be some miscommunications it doesn't matter if he leads the league in picks they're going to play him anyway so yep. that that is a good bet to make i don't have to go check that market out yeah but um, the, and the one thing that does worry me is, you know, Christian Watson is a stud, but he was banged up all last year. So, if, I mean, if Watson does miss time, um, you know, it just makes the situation even worse, which oh, would only lead to more interceptions. So um, <laughs> I, I do like Jordan Love as a talent, but yeah, that does seem like the, the market to kind of invest in him. Yeah. And like that, this QB 23 rank you know, or ADP, like, I think again, that's because we we're, we're not really projecting him to miss many games. So, yeah. depending on the type of league you're in, like I think in a in a, in a best ball where you don't want miss games, I think he's valuable. But like if you could, if you're in like like a, a different type of league, I think there are some quarterbacks where if you want more risk, um, you know, some of these guys going after him uh, might be better options here. Uh, Bryce Young is a QB twenty four, and we'll have we'll, we'll start doing our rookie report episodes next week. So we'll have one on quarterbacks. So we'll talk about it more in depth, but just kind of your general thoughts on, on Bryce Young here at QB 24. Oh, I, I do like him here. Uh, he's my QB 20. Um, so I, I think he offers enough upside to really take um, as a low end QB two. You know, he had a very productive career at Alabama. The first Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman, the first one to throw back to back 3000 seasons. So he's, um, he was the number one overall pick for a reason. And he's, he's very similar to Kyler Murray um, in that he's small, he's athletic. He doesn't scramble as much as Kyler. So I don't think he has that type of uh, fantasy upside, but he's a much more polished, polished passer than Kyler was. And maybe is currently, um, but just know that he doesn't use his legs as much, but as a rookie, I think he will probably scramble uh, a lot more than he probably wants to uh, just because I don't think he has, great talent around him. So I think he's going to lean on his legs a bit more, giving him some nice upside. Um, I think at this point, it does look like he will start week one over Andy Dalton. Although we talked about Andy Dalton looked great last year. Um, so uh, this does hinge on him kind of being the starter right away. But I think at QB 24, I love the upside. Definitely more than CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's more of a pocket passer, probably going to have a tougher time transitioning to the NFL. Um, so I think out of, you know, those two guys, Bryce Young's the one for me, because I think he will tap into that rushing upside a bit more as a rookie. Yeah. I, I was always on team Bryce Young over Stroud. I know there was some debate, but I, I love the player. I do think, you know, there is a chance, obviously take some hits, get hurt, but mm. I, I, there is like kind of all the, you know, as a passer, I think he has the most upside in year one, um, you know, more so than a guy like Richardson or a guy like Stroud, and just in terms of a passer. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the supporting cast isn't great. So, you know, we'll see. I think they they are depending on like Thielen or one of those guys to to come through for them. But overall, yeah, I think there's a lot of talent here. I think he will run more than Stroud. Um, and again, like in this range, like, you know, Jordan Love is like the safe option, but I think Bryce Young is worth taking on. I think there's more talent there. So the risk, you know, the passing numbers probably aren't going to be too dissimilar between both mm -hmm. of them. So I don't mind taking the risk on young, especially if we get word that he's starting 
uh, week one because it doesn't really make sense to bench him for even though Andy Dalton's one of those guys that like can he'll he can you know spot start better than most guys in this league like it doesn't really make sense to bench Bryce Young if you do start in week one because right you, know, you just want him to take his lumps and, and learn the position yep. so um, yeah definitely think he's he could be worth the risk uh, in this spot um, okay what about guys outside the the top twenty four anyone you like uh, in that range. Oh, yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not going too far off the path here. I'm going with Brock Purdy, who's at QB 25 right now. Um, you know, it sounds like he'll be the week one starter if healthy. And breaking news today, Yep. Uh, John Lynch said he's cleared and ready to go. So that's very good news. Um, and, you know, last year he was QB nine in his six starts. Uh, he just he's the perfect fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense that always tends to boost uh, how good the yeah. quarterback is. And he has Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon, George Kittle. Uh, but the one thing about Brock Purdy that we didn't see as much last year is he he is actually a good – he's a sneaky good runner. Um, he rushed for over 30 yards 24 times in college. Um, and we have to remember they include sacks. So it was pretty impressive, like, how often he ran and how good he was. Um, and, you know, he, he's a similar height, weight, 40 time as Patrick Mahomes. So I think he has similar rushing upside as, like, a Patrick Mahomes – uh, but one of the unique things about Purdy um, is, you know, when it comes to his 40 time, the first 10 yard split was 1.55 seconds, which is 95th percentile. Hmm. That's why he is so good at evading pressure. I mean, we saw that game with him together in New York, the wild card game where he went across the field like three different times and Brandy dropped the touchdown. But we didn't see that as much last year. But I think with a full offseason, uh, with maybe the 49ers being more comfortable with him running around. I think last year they kind of put the cap on that because they couldn't afford him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have yet to see Purdy at his like ceiling, I think. So um, I don't think he was just a flash in the pan last year. I think like he's that good in this scheme and he could provide even more value in fantasy if he does tap into his rush, rushing upside a bit more. So I think even at, you know, QB 25, I think he's offering a ton of value. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this he's the he's the one that sticks out, especially with the news that we just got. Yeah. His ADP is obviously going to jump up, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he should be inside the top twenty quarterbacks just based on the the supporting cast uh, in itself. You know, that's everywhere he's throwing the ball. Pretty much, um, he's going to have a, a plus receiver, and you, know, you you touch on it perfectly. He can move around as well, so he has everything we want. So now that we're getting you know news, I think he's the guy you bump up. Um, he should definitely be going before a guy like Kyler. Like, I don't see why you would take. Yeah um power over him given what we know at, at this point so yeah i mean purdy would be the number one for me too i think some other guys that are sneaky um ryan Tannehill, i, I think is sneaky yeah. because yeah. he's another guy runs a little bit more than the average quarterback and we've seen him put up some very efficient seasons in the past and now you know if hopkins is just hopkins you know maybe doesn't even have to be prime hopkins but if he's just hopkins you know normal kind of just past his prime hopkins when Burt takes a step forward in year two, Shade takes a step forward in year two. Uh, you know, Tannehill could go right back to, you know, that like hyper efficient, you know, seven high sevens, low eights yards per attempt, you know, th- a, like very successful in the red zone type of quarterback. So uh, as long as he's starting and I think, I don't think they're tanking the season or anything. So I, I think Tannehill will open the year as a starter. Uh, I think he could be yeah. sneaky. Uh, and uh, I guess like the poor man's version of a, of a guy like Purdy is probably a guy like Desmond Ritter, right? Like he's going to have a yeah. lot of talent. He's going to throw, be thrown to a lot of talented guys too. Um, it's just for with him. We don't know how quite how good he is. Like the jury is out uh, yeah. on him, but 
uh, I'm willing to kind of at least take a take a, a a flyer on him if I need a quarterback in that range because you know I mean, you're throwing a Bijan and, and Pitts and London and um, you know Patterson's still there like in the line is good Arthur Smith is like Arthur Smith is the one who made Tannehill into like a fantasy viable quarterback at yep. first so uh, I think Ritter is the other guy that kind of stands out a little bit uh, to me just as just as a flyer. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have the same rushing upside that. Marcus Mariota has no. obviously, but you know, last year we were using Mariota as a streamer, yep. um, you know, good DFS type of play. So I think Ritter's similar where he will tap into his rushing ability and he does have, you know, some elite pass catching talent around him and Drake London and Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson yeah. is a fantastic pass catching back. So I, I think just based on the situation, uh, I think Ritter will have a pretty long leash too. I, I think they want to see what he's got. We already know what Tyler Heineke is. So I think they'll, they'll give, Ritter, a long leash. So where he's going, I think he has enough upside to warrant uh, some flyers right there. Yes, sir. All right. That is – so that's going to do it for our QB2 pod. Uh, to recap, Sean, you like Geno Smith uh, in that you know in that QB2 range. Uh, I like Jared Goff. Well, we both like Geno Smith and Jared Goff, put it that yeah. way. Uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> we both love Brock Purdy uh, right outside the, the top 25. Uh, as well, we're both pretty low. Uh, not not really loving Aaron Rodgers uh, this or year. Or Derek Carr. Or Derek Carr. Or Derek Carr. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that's kind of the, the summary here, and uh, we'll start diving in to these rookies more uh, in the coming weeks, uh, and we'll start doing our rookie report uh, with the running back and wide receiver positions next week. So stay tuned for that. Our fantasy rankings are up at ActionNetwork.com, so be sure to check those out as well as all of our other positional preview episodes right here on the fantasy flex channel uh, you can find sean on twitter at the underscore odds maker and i am at chris raybon and you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app until next time let's get this money action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.